I hit Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to keep me down, the better I live in this here town. And the more they try to grind you down, the better I like Vancouver. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Vancouver Places for a couple reasons. Uh, for one thing, it's the morning, and we're drinking coffee, not wine. And I'm a little hungover. And uh, we're actually in person for the very first time. We're very socially distanced. We're all wearing masks, but we are all together for the very first time. So we've got Dave, we've got Graham, and this is an in-person episode of Vancouver Places. So guys, what are we going to talk about today now that we can all see each other? We're going to talk about sturgeon fish, and it's a chapter in the book that's really about sturgeon, but it's also about the the Vancouver Aquarium. I like what you said earlier, Dave, that you've been urgent for the sturgeon. That's right. <laughs> so and have uh, been urgent to talk about the sturgeon episode. Well, the uh, publishers, again, in our book, 111 Places in Vancouver That You Must Not Miss, wanted quirky, unusual things people didn't know about. And there's the most amazing thing happening in the Fraser River, and it's these massive sturgeon fish, and they are so big. Um, how, how big are they? <laughs> well, how big are they, these, these sturgeon? <laughs> How big are they, Graham? How big are they? What's well, the biggest one ever caught in the Fraser? Thank you for asking, Dave, because I just Googled that <laughs> earlier this morning. Knowing, knowing about your urgens, or sturgeons, I did some gurgling on the Googler. And uh, the largest sturgeon in BC was 522 pounds. Wow. Not only that, it was 10 feet long, and it said it had a girth. Of four feet. Yeah, so I don't so, know if that's four feet wide. No, it's a, you, you tie um, a measuring earth. tape around its uh, its belly. Its belly. Yeah. yeah. It's a hell of a belly. That's a big fish. It's and if you ask, and it's not like you have to go far away. I mean, you can just go up to Mission. You can catch them in the Fraser River, in Ladner, where my houseboat is. So yeah. they're they're actually swimming under my houseboat, and so the Fraser River um, has had sturgeon for thousands of years. Yeah. And they they live to be quite old. They live to be. A hundred years old. So They look prehistoric. They look prehistoric. They look like they've been uh, like a thousand years old. And sharks in my mind. The um, population got decimated in the 60s because sturgeon, do you know what um, the byproduct that has a commercial value is oil? from sturgeon? No. Is oil? No. No. Oh, yeah, fish oil. Know. I was thinking fish oil. Yeah, it's a good guess. Eggs? Not, uh, sturgeon caviar. caviar. Sturgeon caviar. No way. So in the yeah. 50s, 60s, um, fishermen would go out and they'd catch these massive sturgeon, carve them open, and the caviar was had a market. And um, a sturgeon fisherman I know that, I, that, that Fred, um, acquaintance, a guide, yeah. told me about when he was a teenager, that's his, they would go and catch them and then take the caviar out down to Chinatown and sell it to some of the restaurateurs who just give yeah. them cash. And that was the way they made money. It's a good way of making money. Can you do steaks? You do like, I you know, like salmon. You get a great salmon steak out of that. I've never heard of the rest of the fish being edible. Not yeah. So there came a time when it became almost an extinct species. Huh. Enter. This is going to really be of interest, I hope, to our listeners because it's surprising. Rick Hansen. Yeah. Okay. What's yeah. he got? What's he got yeah. to do with yeah. sturgeon? What's the connection? Yeah. Rick loves fishing. Really? He just when he lived in Williams Lake, it's a passion of his. When he ever he has free time. He fishes. He talks about fishing. It's his. Um, what, he, what he just loves to do. That's all yeah. I can say. And David, because you you know Rick. Because I know Rick. Yeah. Um, and Rick also is the kind of guy that when something strikes him that needs um, 
to be a, a wrong needs to be righted or he needs to start an initiative to make something happen. He does. So he was involved with starting the Fraser River Sturgeon Conservation Society. Huh. Okay. Did he go? Now, what this society does is that it uh, encourages sports fishermen to go fishing, but when they catch and release. Okay? okay? So I've gone out sturgeon fishing with Rick several times. And what you do when you catch the fish is, you know when you go through, a, through an airport and you've got those metal detectors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the wands? Well, yeah. when you catch the fish, and we're talking we catch five, six, seven, eight-foot fish. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. It takes you half an hour, an hour to reel the thing in, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they weigh, I mean, we caught one that weighed 200 pounds. It was five oh, feet nice. long. God. And I'm not a fisherman. That was my <laughs> first time fishing. Wow. So when you catch the fish, this program involves, you take it out, you, don't, you can't take it out of the water because it's too heavy. You gotta jump in the river and kind of hold it as you're lying in the river and you put your arms around it and get some, I've got a picture yeah. we'll post with this. Yeah. You, you, four or five people can hold it because they're so long, you know, and then you, you take a picture of them because you can't, you, can't, you can't get it out of the water. They weigh two, three, up to 500 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. This is in Vancouver. I'm yeah. not talking about going to you know, some faraway place in you know, the, the Northwest Territory. This yeah. is like right outside River Road, yeah. you know? So you catch it, and because of this Fraser River Sturgeon Conservation Society, they, they lend you a wand when you go out fishing, and you, um, you, you, you take the wand and rub it in the body. And if someone has caught it before you, the person has injected a, um, I want to say a transponder under its uh, gills, okay? Yeah. And so if you catch a fish, the first thing you do is find out if it has been tagged. Yeah. And then if it has been tagged, you write down where you caught it, the dates, exactly yeah. where you are, all the, the conditions, and put it back in the water. Huh. Now, if this fish hasn't been tagged, you pull it out of the water, and you got like almost like a hypodermic needle, and yeah. you, you put it under its gill, and then you tag it, and then you record exactly where you caught it. Huh. And half the fish yeah. in the Fraser River have been tagged. Really? So scientists... Is it like a website? Can you go on a website and like track them? Well, I would start by... Uh, no, no, you can't track the individual fish. Scientists can Scientists can, and all this data goes back to um, these scientists that are trying to preserve the life of this fish and trying to ensure its future. Yeah. And it's something that the average Vancouver wouldn't know about. So when we I were writing the book, I guess it's only lakes and rivers. Is that right? No, it's only rivers. Yeah. Just rivers. Yeah. 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 And they're the ugliest things you've ever seen. I guess some people are beautiful. They got whiskers. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, going from the book, maybe this is where you're going with that. But I was thinking, you know. How do you get a picture? Because we have to have a picture. Every story's got a picture. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know. Well, we got a great one when. Get Dave out of when we, scuba gear and send him down there. <laughs> well, we went fishing with this guide, Fred. You know, and if you want to, if you want to do it, you, you can get a guide. You can do it on your own, but you know, you got to know where to fish and have the right equipment and this and that. I wouldn't recommend it. Fred Helmer was the guide that took up. We went up more recently with a guide named Jordy, but Fred. The guy that I said as a teenager would take the fish down to Chinatown. That was they made money doing that. He said he never thought as an adult he would be um, a guide taking people up because it's illegal to kill them. The, the government has uh, decreed this. Oh, you can't this. eat them now. Well, you, well, you, you can't, can't catch them. You can't catch them and kill them. Yeah. You got to catch them and release them. Yeah. And so when we were writing, thinking of stories for this book, I met with Rick and I said, Rick, I want to do a story on sturgeon, but we need a um, a place to go see them. Well, of course, you can't see them They're underwater, yeah. you know. Yeah. So he suggested the uh, display at the Pacific Cannery, you know, the story we did in the, right. the place in Richmond. The, yeah. Uh, but they didn't have much on sturgeon. They had like an interpretive display on the wall with a picture of one. So yeah. then I went to the Vancouver Aquarium. I know you like the live shots. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, you don't want a picture of a picture. You want a live. <laughs> so the um, <laughs> the aquarium has two tanks and, and two separate tanks, and yeah. they have big, massive sturgeon. Yeah. yeah. 
that you can go see them. And um, but as you drive over the Oak Street Bridge, or as you drive over the um, you know the Port Manor, Patel, any of those bridges, there are sturgeon below you. The, the, the so water weird. is full of sturgeon. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Rick one day came out to my float home in his boat because he go he's got it geared for sturgeon fishing. He's really into it. I mean. He takes clients out on weekends, and he does it as wow. much as he can, and he would do anything to preserve that. the life of this fish. Wait, you can hire a cancer and just go fishing? Well, he entertains clients and, you know, oh, uh, yeah, 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 does okay. business and, and, and takes friends out. I mean, it's a big part yeah. of his life. Yeah. But um, he came out in his boat one day to my float home, and he says, Dave, he's, he has a depth sounder or something. He can see them underwater, you know, because he has some kind of radar system, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Radar, sonar. I'm not sure what you'd call it. And he says, Dave, there's a big, big whopper right underneath your phone horn. <laughs> I said, pardon? <laughs> yeah, so um, I uh, just think there's that... There's a big whopper. A big what whopper. What did he say? He said there's a big whopper under your what? Under your float home. You know, like underneath, <laughs> underneath you, 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 while you're there sleeping, there's a, there's a sturgeon kind of, um, you know... I'm never going to be comfortable at your float home again, <laughs> knowing that there's a big whopper right beneath us. Well... One day, um, between that and the bees, it's really no, you got bees on my, the back uh, and you got a big water, yeah, sturgeon below. But, um, my old boss from the Grizzlies, Andy Dolich, is a, was a big fisherman, he was the president of the Vancouver Grizzlies. And when the team came to when he came to town, and uh, we, we organized a little fishing day with, with Rick, Rick took us out and we spent the day fishing. And Andy had never seen anything like this a fish so big, and he's a real fisherman, yeah. he's really into it, yeah, he's from California. And we took him out and we caught a, uh, I think we caught the, the, the picture that we'll use in this, uh, in this story, a five-footer. And it weighed, I think, it weighed, I think wow. it weighed around 200 pounds, you know. And Andy oh, and I were out all day fishing with Rick, and we, we drove back to the office, and, and Andy said, don't, don't tell anybody about this till you have the pictures, because no one's going to believe us, yeah. you know. Because you, you come back to the office and go, oh, we caught a 200-pound five-foot fish yesterday. Yeah, yeah I right. Never, I would never believe that in my life. Yeah, so he just very patiently and calmly said, he said, Dork, don't, don't bother even talking about this till the pictures are developed. So I got the pictures developed. This is back in the day when you got to develop pictures. Yeah, yeah, back in 2000, <laughs> yeah. And um, then I gave Andy a nice little um, kind of a, a photo plaque. Not a plaque, but I took a couple of pictures, and I, you know, I had some calligraphy in the bottom of my system. The, the, the day the fish got bigger and bigger, because we started by catching two-foot ones, a three-foot one, four-foot, and then we caught a... a you, know, you just catch them, release them. You either tag them or you record where they've been or you know where you caught them. Yeah. But they just kept on getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's an amazing experience to go sturgeon fishing with a guide. And if you live in Vancouver, it's like balls off adventure. You don't have to go traveling to Africa or halfway around right. the world. It's right here. And if you want to learn more about it, I would Google the Fraser River Sturgeon Conservation Society. And then if, if that piques your interest, I'd get a guide. But the easiest thing is just to go down to the aquarium and the story of sturgeon, and uh, I don't know. I've kind Indeed, of... you were, but you were saying that there was you had a friend who sold like, like caviar. Because I think we were actually talking about that before we started recording. Well, I just I just mentioned this gentleman Fred Helmer, who who was a guide for years when he was a teenager. You know, back in the '60s, I guess they would catch them. And, and they, he, when we were out fishing with him, he he said it's ironic that I um, you know would make money off sturgeon catching them and selling. Now now I'm still, you know, when when the government decreed you can't sturgeon fish anymore, I didn't realize it would become an industry unto itself to take people out as a guide. Yeah. So now he can't go after the caviar and he doesn't want to because the fish are almost extinct. You know, yeah. you'd be you know there probably are people that take them and still kill them and, and eat the caviar, but that's yeah. pretty pretty bad when it's against the law and you're not supposed I, yeah. maybe there aren't. I don't yeah. know. It's it's just it's just not done. You don't kill these things. They're yeah. rare. Huh. But Fred said that um, you know, it's kind of ironic as a teenager he did that, but now he's, you know, a, a guide. And there's a, 
I think there's an organization of guides. There's, there's a lot of people that will guide you up around the mission area and take you out for the day. And it's a wonderful experience. But and it, you, I was just saying, if you didn't want to go on, like, you don't want to say you don't want to do a whole day at it. Is there, like, a place where you could go and just sort of, like, I don't know, if you went to the West Ham Island Bridge and looked over? You over, wouldn't see it because we're in the see? water. No, it's the they water. Could, they, they'd go down deep, I guess. Eh? Yeah, well, I mean, along the, top the, Fraser, the Fraser has a nickname, the Muddy Fraser, you know. Right. Yeah, and yeah, there is kind of, no way. Even if a sturgeon was three inches below the surface, that that's a pretty. I guess silty if you really river. want to see one clearly, you have to go to the aquarium. Like you're saying, they yeah. got that big aquarium yeah. called tank yeah. that, that you can walk right up to, big glass wall. Yeah, and you could see one there. Or you do the what the, the, say, day, the the day long thing, thing and maybe catch and release and do some tagging. And I'm not much of a fisherman guy. You know, I'm not, not fishing isn't a big part of my life, but is a unique cool thing to do in Vancouver. And if you ask the average person again in Vancouver, you know, are there, you know, five, six foot fish in the Fraser that you go, no way, there's salmon in there and there's yeah. all these other fish, but you wouldn't get a, a whopper like that. And and the feeling when it emerges to look at this prehistoric beast and to hold it is just phenomenal. It's yeah. a great experience. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sturgeon fishing. Awesome. All right, I'm adding that to my bucket list. All right, I'm gonna bring your big I'm buckets. I'm going to do the wooden roller coaster at the PNE, yeah. and I'm going to do a day. We should maybe we should do that together. That'd be fun. It'd <laughs> be a podcast uh, bonding we'll do, experience, we'll a corporate corporate exp experience for us. <laughs> that would be fun. I would like to do that. Okay, yeah. last thoughts, Graham. Last thoughts on sturgeon Woo! that you want to go catch some sturgeon. Last thoughts. I don't know. I mean, the only thing I can think of is just thinking of the. Uh, Aquarium again. One of the other things I like about visiting that because it's in Stanley Park, which is, on, on its own is awesome. But there's also that amazing killer whale Bill Reed sculpture that's outside. And I know a lot of people like Bill yeah, Reed and Bill Reed sculptures, so it's a neat place to see. A two for one, you can see the sturgeon and see the Bill Reed sculpture uh, just outside the aquarium. Yeah. Well, the the photo that I'm going to use to accompany this story on Facebook, I guess, is one that I, that I took that day that I described that I was out with uh, with Andy Dolich, and I think I think Fred was our guide that day with Rick. I took the photo, and then it was used in the um, BC Sports Fishing Guide. Like when you get a fishing license, they give you kind of a little magazine with all the rules. And for four or five years in the BC Sport Fishing Guide, they ran that photo. Yeah. And then the photo ran in a number of publications. It was just one of those things that. Um, you know, I'd meet people and they'd say, hey, you're the guy that took the photo of the sturgeon that's in the field. And I think it's just such a quirky, esoteric thing that I did. And that's what they knew me for. They go, well, you're the guy that took that photo, you know. And um, it's, a it's a nice photo of a fish yeah. and four men smiling. And I'm really proud of the photo. But that was 20 years ago. And so that fish in the photo is probably still down there. I'm probably getting plucked out every two or three weeks and somebody Bigger takes it. Bigger whopper than he ever was. Well, and he's probably whopper. thinking, oh, here we go again. Somebody's going to put this damn wand down my body and then take a felt <laughs> pen and write a bunch of stats down and throw me back in. All I want to do is, and you know what, you use um, nylon stockings <laughs> with fish eggs in there yeah. as bait, you know. And, uh, what? 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 Yeah, you'll take like a pair of nylons because you got to have a whole bunch of um, fish eggs that they go after and other stuff. I can't remember what else we used as bait. Holy moly! Nylon stuff. Okay. Yeah, because you got to have something maybe the size of a couple of golf balls down there for them. No. They're, they're, you're not going to you're not going to catch a sturgeon with a worm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I didn't really do that. Wow. <laughs> I learned a lot today, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. This, is, this one's been surprisingly long about sturgeons, but uh, on that note, like Dave said, go to our Facebook page, maybe post some of your own photos of sturgeon, or just tell us what you want to hear Any about. Any sturgeon stories. Any sturgeon stories. 
Either way, just go out and find yourselves a Whopper out in the Fraser, uh, Fraser River, and uh, make sure to come back next week for another episode of Vancouver Places, where we tell you fun, interesting stories about the city of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Vancouver yeah, in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61, from the 10th of February through to May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried, the king be down.